Bumming with Bob Let's have a few brews We'll have some fun With the bum wine crew So kick your feet up And grab you a beer Cause damn man I'm glad that you're here All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wide Bob. Welcome to an all new edition of Bumming with Bobcat. And welcome to an all new quote unquote season of the podcast. So we are kicking things off a little bit differently this week with some drinks we're going to be getting into and discussing. But joining me, as always these days, is the one and only Roadhouse is here with me tonight. Roadhouse, how you doing, man? Uh, good, buddy. I'm doing real good. Yeah, doing good here. Always ready to get some drinks on after taking a little, a couple weeks off, kind of like a a winter uh, recess, somewhat, uh, just to kind of recharge the batteries. It's the you know winter, even though I don't know how it's been by you. It's <laughs> we've been back and forth between it. it's warm, it's cold, it's we're, we're yeah. all over the place with the winter here. Haven't gotten any real snow so far. It's the middle of February. Uh, you know, just really counting down the days until springtime summertime after we talked the last time when we were enjoying the the four loco the warhead sour cosmic punch and we were just counting down the days until we're out there poolside (laughs) drinking these things so soon we're getting close guys you know two days ago it was 70 degrees and then today was 30 yeah, pretty much the same thing here it was it was like 60s and even 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 this morning when it was still like 50s and then all of a sudden it goes down to 30 now so it's just like all right pick one i think we're all ready for winter just to be done and over with bring on spring bring on summertime bring on outdoor nice weather drinking outside hanging out at the pool right Uh, and not that we need an excuse to drink it just makes it nicer to sit outside enjoy the sun uh, not being cooped up in the house all the time so we're, we're getting there. Sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that it's our reward at the end of the season we drag through. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, you get to enjoy outdoor drinking. I think that's what we all like. Right. Patios and music and booze. Yeah, and booze, grilling, smoke, smoking some, some good food. Yeah. And just, just, just relaxing on the weekend. That, that's all you want in life. I've been looking at new smokers, maybe graduate to the next level. Oh, from, okay. Okay. You got the same smoker I do. Right. And, uh, you know, last year was all experimenting with different styles and techniques and meats. And now it's time I might go into the pellet realm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. I have a friend of mine who is, he got the, uh, he got the Kamado Joe last year i don't know if you've seen that and and then he even went and he got the the mini joe so he's got the big one the little one uh so he he's the one that kind of got the bug in my ear years ago about going down the uh the smoker realm Uh, and every year he's like oh yeah i'm doing this now and that now so you can as you said you can kind of graduate and move on to the next level depending on how crazy you want to get with it so speaking of graduating, um, it's a great way to segue. Yeah. Into this episode. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not quite at graduation season yet, 
but we're kind of having an early graduation here as we're kicking off, as I said, a quote-unquote unofficial new season of Bone with Bobcat as we are going on to year eight of the podcast now. I guess we technically are in year eight. Uh, and while we don't do real seasons, you know, taking a few weeks off to to just kind of recharge and relax, and now we are going to go on to something new and something different that I can honestly say we've never covered on the podcast before, at least from my end. I've had people on the show that might have been drinking this, but this is my first adventure myself into this realm. So buck, buckle up, everybody, because this is a, a new venture that we are embarking on here. Yeah, be scared. <laughs> be scared you never know it, it could be good it could be bad we, we don't yes. know we don't know what's gonna happen guys i put together a little care package for you and you received it today um it's what i sent you is one of my favorites um after probably two or three different dozens we're talking about bourbon tonight uh we've brought it up several times in the last previous podcast with uh Good old Captain Crude, and uh, he's a big, big bourbon fan. So I kind of been hitting around to you, Bob, and going to drag you onto this ship and get you <laughs> row, get you rowing the boat a little bit. Right, right. You're 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 bringing me aboard. I don't know if right. I'm at the level yet of actually taking one of the oars and rowing the boat, but I'm kind of sitting in the back right now watching you guys do the rowing and who knows maybe by the end of tonight right I might be the captain of the boat you never know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well there's only one captain That's oh captain yes crew. yes captain crew <laughs> sorry crew i didn't mean to, to step on your toes there all right it was an honest mistake okay so if you want to tell the listeners uh what you received today so as as Roadhouse mentioned, he sent me a, a nice care package in the mail uh, with quite a few goodies in there. He he restocked me on the the tall boys of the Mickey's fine malt liquor. There was also a bottle of a a fine bum wine in there. Yes, that, that we will be covering. Well, I mean, we've we've both we've both had it before. It's nothing new. But what we plan on doing with it uh, in, in the near future will be a new concoction for us to try out. So I'm not going to spoil anything with that yet. Just giving you guys a little teaser of yeah. what's to come in the, in the coming weeks. But the other bottle in there was this nice, very fancy bottle of, of Noah Mills genuine bourbon whiskey handmade in the hills of Kentucky. And it also says here, this batch of bourbon was aged in wooden barrels until fully mature, bottled by hand at 57.15% alcohol by volume, 114.3 proof. Just at 0.3. Yeah, just that little bit. Not, couldn't just leave it at 114. Couldn't quite get it to 115, but 114.3. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that always cracks me up when I read that. So, the Roadhouse that brought this up saying this was was one of his his favorites, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to send some goodies over to you to try out here as we kind of embark on a new journey." And if you've listened to any podcast that I've done over the past couple years, I, I always kind of bring it up in in passing. I'll say, "Oh yeah, I got to do more of the." The bourbons, the the whiskeys, things like that. The spirits, uh, not not just Fireball all the time. <laughs> which is, a which is well, right? I mean, if there's actually whiskey in it, I don't know. There's that big debate now after those little mini bottles, ones that don't have whiskey. Some do have whiskey. I don't know. There's always controversy with with Fireball if it's not if there's antifreeze in it or not. <laughs> if there's whiskey in it, um, and then this holiday season, I. I picked up a big bottle of Southern Comfort that I've been kind of sipping on and doing mixed drinks with that. So kind of kind of something different. I, I have been looking for things different than yeah. just beer all the yeah. time recently. So going down this route and then even around the holidays when I was at, at some gatherings and at some some parties with some friends, uh, doing some drinks on the rocks, you know, even if it's just some mixed drinks like a like a standard you know uh jack and coke or my buddy was like oh he's having some jameson or even if it was just like some gray goose just over ice things like that so different kind of drinks and different road we're going down here and roadhouse gave this his seal of approval so that's what i will be cracking open today to to give a try out as as roadhouse kind of is like is like my tour guide this week on the the do's and don'ts of the the world of, of bourbon. And I'm no expert by far, um, but I've just recently in the last few years been venturing into bourbon. It never was my thing when I was younger, uh, but I found myself here in the last three or four years just really. Uh, diving in deep and trying different ones and coming to find out, you know, they're very enjoyable now that uh, you kind of know what to look for than just drinking to get drunk or want to break down real quick. In my opinion, the top four ways of drinking bourbon. Um, there's many, many, many ways uh, people do it and they're going to argue with me or whatnot, but I'd say uh, the top four, I'll go from, in reverse so i'll say the fourth is uh mixing your bourbon uh mixing it with coke diet coke or sprite or something it's a way of drinking it i think it's wrong for how complex of a spirit this is and what it has to offer um the amount of work that goes into making bourbon so it kind of is like kicking the distillers in the nuts by <laughs> by diluting it with some soda. Um, the third way is on the rocks. There is a very unique thing that happens when you uh, pour bourbon over ice. Um, the smaller the cube, the faster it dilutes. That's why you see some people use big round bourbon ball type ice cubes because there's more surface so it stays colder longer um that's a really good way a second a 
second way is um, straight up with just a few drops of water in it. Um, that few drops of water just enhances a little bit, tames down the burn from the alcohol, and sometimes brings out a few more notes that you wouldn't notice if you were, if you were just drinking it neat. And that goes to my number one way of just drinking it neat or straight up. You get a couple of little sips off of it and feel, taste the, uh, the flavors that comes out of it. And then you can go back and add a couple drops of water and, and tame it down and pick up something else. But to start off, you pour a couple ounces in a glass where you can see the color line and see different bourbons have different different colors, some lighter, some darker. Uh, it all depends on how much char is in the barrel when, when it goes to age, um, how long it ages for, what the season was like while it aged. That's what makes Kentucky bourbon so special is the weather changes around here like crazy. And so while bourbon's aging in a barrel and it's a hot summer day and the alcohol goes way deep into that oak, then in the cool evenings, it comes back out. So that alcohol is constantly pulling in and out of that oak and that char inside the barrels. And that's what gives it its color and all the unique flavors. Uh, but at this point, I guess we can start uh, uncorking and get onto the meat of this one. Yeah, let's, let's get down to the business here. We'll crack this bad boy open. And uh, see see what we're uh, what we're dealing with. Now tonight, I don't have any Noah's Mill with me, so I'll be drinking uh, Four Roses, and it's also oh, yeah. a Kentucky bourbon, but it is. So here, let's get this bad boy open. But this one's only a forty percent alcohol. Ooh, there's the pop. There you go. Take it in the the smell. Yeah. And just pour you a little bit in your glass there. Yeah. Bourbon just... Bob. With your, yeah. Name. <laughs> your name's changed you this episode. I'd say, well, welcome, welcome, Bourbon Bob, to the podcast today, everybody. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah. And now the one thing I couldn't do is that I don't know where I have any of the the rocks, glasses. So I, I had to just use and, and I and I had to put on my list now to order some custom, you know, bum wine bob uh, rocks glasses. So I had to pour it in my in my bum wine bob, my, my pint glass to use that for, for tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so to keep it uh keep it on brand. Yeah, not to sound like a drinking snob or anything, but typically, you know, like you see that people they swirl the glass. Smell. Yeah. Smell is really yeah. important to your first taste. Because what you smell, your taste buds will follow. So you get in there and you just get you a good sniff of it and then pull the glass away. Because if you stay in there too long, then you yeah. start smelling the alcohol. Yeah, you don't want to get too too close. Don't get too right. far in there. Just get a little whiff off the top just to take in the aroma. But you can smell... The, the smokiness, the caramels, the sugars, right there when you smell it. And then from there, just take you a little sip, enough to wet your tongue, enough to move it around your mouth, and then 
take it on down. All right, let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wow, that is good. So, on your tongue, what's your first thing that you taste? Hmm. Trying to trying to put the word to it to see what what it is. It's it's t- I don't know. It's tough to describe it. I guess that's the all right the the thing I'm trying to put with it. And I guess that's the same problem I've always had when it comes to the spirits, which is I you can taste it, and then trying to pinpoint like what exactly is the the taste at that point on that first sip, uh, which gives you that nice. It gives you the right amount of burn to 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 wake you up and yeah. to, to keep you honest, but it's not overpowering with the alcohol. Like we've all had the the cheap booze, the bum wine burn yeah. before, so you know what you're dealing with. And this is the different type of burn that just wakes you up and says, "Okay, look, uh, you're, you're you're drinking now. This is." <laughs> <laughs> this is legit right here. Yeah. And, and you know, and I kind of hit you with some of the highest proofed, uh, but I didn't, th- I didn't think that would be uh, a bad thing for you with their being used to the burn of some of these bum wines. Exactly. Like I, yeah, I yeah. think Thunderbird burns 10 times worse. Oh, oh, yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, Thunderbird straight up out of yeah. the bottle. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, a, a lot stronger burn than than this Noah's Mill. So I was told to look for the before, during, and after. And that's what your flavors you're going for. Yeah, before, during, and after. Um, myself, my first time tasting Noah's Mill and I instantly fell in love with the follow. To me, the follow was reminiscent of sweet tea. Okay. And it, and it just, once it went down, it's just like a good southern made over sugared sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was hooked at that point. That's always my go to. I've probably had 10 bottles of that stuff. Uh, over the last few years, which I should make it last longer, but I just can't sometimes. Yeah, if you if you got to keep drinking it, you keep drinking it. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't. It's like we talked about before. When remember the first time you had Night Train, and ever since then you've been trying to chase down that initial buzz exactly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what i've been chasing down is that very first taste of that bourbon i've never had it hit twice again just but i'll keep trying (laughs) (laughs) you just got to keep going down the line you try the next one you try the next one and see which one can give you that first the first thrill of it they're all small batch so maybe at some point I might get another bottle that came from that batch I had the first time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, what do you think? I, I mean, mean I, I could see when you were saying that sweet, maybe not too much of the sweet tea, at least for my taste, but I could see kind of like a tea flavor yeah. to it. Uh, definitely, definitely smoother than uh what what i thought it would be but still 
still a good amount of burn, though. It's a it. sweet, sweet and spicy on that one. Yeah, because it, it's spicy in a way, not that it's hot like a like a cinnamon burn. Right. Uh, it's just a. It's, it's it's really it's just the alcohol burn that you get from it. So you have to. It's something that I think can keep you honest. And I mean, you said you'll go through <laughs> a lot of it, uh, but it is something that you could see yourself sipping on really easy with it because at at the alcohol volume, I mean, it it will get you going really quick. I mean, that that's where you have to pace yourself with it. Yeah, I like to pour a little glass of it and uh, sip on it, read a book, you know, and just not even look, just just pull off of it while I'm reading. And it's, it's just relaxing. It's a good reward and a treat for yourself. Yeah, and, and that's what I've been kind of looking for different things recently and getting away from the having a beer. You say after a long day, you want something that will just take the edge off. Get right. get you get you a good relaxing buzz. You're not looking to get trashed on a on a Tuesday night. You usually not. I mean, sometimes it happens. Right. <laughs> but, but just something to to relax, take the edge off, get you a buzz, just kind of cool down a- after a long day of work. And you know, this time of year when the days are shorter and you get home from work and and it's dark. And already feels like bedtime at six o'clock. And you just get a small glass of this. It mellows you out. You get a little buzz from it. You get a little respect of the uh, alcohol. I'm not a big bourbon drinker in the summertime at all. Right. Um, But it gives your body a break from all the sugary alcohols like the four logos and stuff that you overdo in the summertime. And, you know, you get that summer bod for the spring. Yeah, yeah. You ruin, ruin it throughout the summer. See? Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's it's a build up to summer. And then once summer comes, then you can just let loose and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, as, as close to summer bods as, as we're getting. Uh... <laughs> so I might pour me just one more small little bit of that and then i'm probably going to rotate over to some last year's battle of the booze winner oh the, the, the classic there now i mean what do you think i mean do you think i should put a little put some get get some ice in here and then well, do it with that i mean what, what, yeah. what do you think i mean what, what would you be your recommendation we, we had it straight up straight i'm sorry i gotta apologize to you all right so you did do it straight up yeah my my introduction to bourbon, um, I I didn't really still didn't like it straight up, so I would put two or three ice cubes in a glass and pour the bourbon over it, and I would let it sit for five to ten minutes before okay. I drink. And I think when that happens, it's something you can't uh, speed up. You can't add water and get the same effect as you can when that ice melts slowly. Right. And dilutes it down a little bit. And I think that makes it, I ain't going to say manageable, but tolerable. Yeah, but I mean, right. It, I mean, it's going to cut it down. I mean, it, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's physics or 
nature, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you put ice in, it's going to melt. It's going to dilute it. So it's going to it's going to cut back on the the strength of it. It's also going to hide some of the flavors too. Right, that's the trade off with it. Is that it's going to change the whole flavor palette of it once you add the ice to it it starts to melt now you have water with it and it it starts messing with the molecules now you you know for sure we're, we're not a physics uh, physics or a chemistry podcast <laughs> here so what what actually happens when the ice goes into the bourbon uh you can talk to somebody else about that we're just going to yeah. say it dilutes it and changes the flavor yeah so if you want to give that a shot and uh we can talk about uh which is something else i've seen while that's sitting there chilling, yeah, I was on ESPN. Real. I was browsing through ESPN Plus, um, and I seen that the XFL is going to be on there. Yeah, the XFL has returned. Uh, so that, that will be tomorrow, right? As as we're recording this, uh, the XFL kickoff weekend is is tomorrow. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, it will be at the either the middle or the end of the XFL 2023 opening weekend. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out this time. I mean, it's the third try for the XFL. Now the, we all know the original <laughs> XFL, which was uh, totally on, on its own. And then, you know, it went away and then we had the revamped XFL three years ago, which was actually kind of taking on a following, and but then COVID hit and then it just killed everything. That was just the end of the league right there because it was kind of a couple weeks in try getting his footing. People were like, you know what? This isn't that bad. And right. then they had to end it. And then 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 Vince McMahon, you know, put it up for bankruptcy. Then the the, the, the rock and his company bought it and now it's back out again. So it'll be interesting to see. Because after we just had the Super Bowl, so the NFL season is over, but people always want more of that football. And will the XFL hold up? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I'll, I'll tune in. Yeah, definitely. And, and see how it how it works out. In my in my opinion, nothing beats the very first XFL, and when Vince McMahon was announcing it. And just how passionate he announced it, ripping his larynx out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked out there, when he walked out to that field, the first game, you know, welcome to the XFL, and and the whole hoopla. I remember that. I mean, I, I remember sitting at my friend's house in his in his basement, yeah, and we were hanging out, watching that thing, like like so pumped up for this thing because it was built up like, okay, this is going to be the real hardcore football. It's not the NFL. There's no yeah. rules. People don't have their names on their jerseys. It's just they're you can put whatever you want back there. Now, yeah. I mean, he hate me was the the star with <laughs> of the names yes. of the league, and and so we watched the first game, but then it just kind of cooled down a bit as the season went on because people were like, oh well, you know, this, this is some this football isn't really that great. It was it was a good gimmick to start yeah. with, but then the football games were being played, and it was like, oh well. Uh, it's it's really not that good, guys. And then they said, okay, we're bringing it back. Started off, and it was like, all right, you know what? It's not as extreme 
as the original XFL, but as a alternative springtime football for people that want that. It was like, okay, it's it's not bad. But then, you know, sadly they had to to shut down the league as just things were getting going. So we'll never know exactly how that right second revamp of the XFL would have turned out. And now it's the third one with the with the rock running it now. And now there's they're still doing you know, I, I saw they're doing the 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 one point, two point, three point after touchdown plays. I mean, a, b- a bunch of different rule changes with when it comes to overtime and things yeah. like that. So it'll be interesting to see, see, see how it turns out. And, then, you know, all around that time of the first, you also had arena football. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the overload, it, it's just hard to compete with the heritage and the tradition of the NFL. And so you had your hardcore fans that tuned in. But they, you couldn't. I mean, you you repped your city if you had a, a league in your city, but it was hard to bring anybody outside area in. I think. Yeah, yeah, and, it, it's it's true. So you know, well, that that's just my opinion on that one. No, definitely. I mean, it's it's tough to bring a springtime football league into right. prime time prominence with players you've never heard of. Right. I mean, when you go through the NFL and superstar players who are bigger than the league, everybody knows, okay, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, defensive players. You look at these XFL teams and you're like, okay, who are these guys? Oh, I know this guy was once the third string quarterback in (laughs) Carolina or something like that. So you don't know any of the players. It, they say it's, it's really like an NFL developmental league because if anybody does good playing within the XFL, they'll most likely get signed by yeah. an NFL team before the season starts in the fall. So it, it's really something to see. As long as the games can be entertaining, I think that's really what it comes comes down to. I mean, we'll see if they bring back the 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 beer snakes that they were doing at the the previous XFL a couple years ago when they were doing like the Bud Light beer snakes and like doing like big like uh like beer funnels and <laughs> in the stands yeah. during the games because yeah. like yeah. stuff like that is fun that you want to see stuff that you wouldn't see at right. an NFL game because you're certainly not having like 40 50,000 people at an XFL game that's just not happening <laughs> at this point you're going to have a lot of empty stadiums and people can just kind of do whatever they want so as long as they can embrace that like outlaw mentality with it that the original XFL had i think that's the way you need to market the league and not trying to be like the mini NFL and be cookie cutter play by the rules you right. have to try something different and, and get a little crazy if you got to do if you got to shotgun some beers in the in the stands or on the sidelines uh go for it that's what people want to see with their springtime football yeah i agree and you know you're you're coming off but you know you got that little zone so it's going to kick off what uh When's baseball season start? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. 
Uh, it should be like the, I don't know if it's, it's the beginning of April and a March, depending on when the actual yeah. opening day is. Yeah. So you're getting flooded in those months, NCAA basketball, mm-hmm. baseball. So, I mean, that right now is a good time for that to kick yeah. out. You got yeah. your stagnant area right between the end of the NFL and the start of baseball season. Right. Right. So now's so, the time to capitalize on that lull of really all you have now is is basketball and hockey going on. And personally, I'm I'm not a fan of either of them. So I'll I'll take the extra football as long as it's exciting to watch. Right. And you know, I could probably sit down. I've watched hockey games, but it, I'm not familiar with the game of hockey, so I don't 100% know all the rules. So, um, to me, I'm just watching it, hoping to see a fight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, that right. Just put on put on Raw or SmackDown and see. <laughs> and you know, the talent those guys have to skate and play that game and the puck control, I have a lot of respect for it. Because I've tried, you know, playing like. Um, rollerblade hockey and they i can't control that puck i don't know what these guys are doing but they're amazing with it yeah it takes a lot of skill i'll give them credit i i I can't i can't rollerblade i can't ice skate so i i would never be anywhere near a a hockey rink so they're doing two high skills at the same time yeah without thinking about it and that's amazing to me yeah it's crazy and I was just sipping on a little bit after the uh, letting the ice cube sit in here with it. And it's definitely a, a different taste now. Yeah. Because, because like I said, it's going to dilute the flavor in the bourbon as the ice starts to melt. But it does make it a lot more manageable to drink because it cuts down on that. You still get the burn, but it does cut down on it a bit. Yeah, that bite softens just a little bit. Yeah, just taking a little sip with it, letting it go through. But if you're doing like a 90 proof, uh, it almost takes all that away. So if you're on a big dog. I know. You went, you, you go big or go home. That's so right. you, <laughs> you were like, screw it. We're, we're doing the big guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> what the what, the one that you have, what 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 proof is that one? What it's was a that again? Proof. That was 90? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This one is uh, 40% by volume, so I'll be 90 proof. Okay. A dumb trivia fact is in order to be called straight bourbon, it has to be distilled in Kentucky. Then everything else, which is the same process, Jack Daniels is a sour mash, the same process, but it's made in Tennessee, so it's called a whiskey. See, you, learn, you, you learn it here, folks. That's the way it was explained to me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wrong, and our listeners know something a little different, uh, let us know. Yeah. And um, we'll all learn together. But I've got to crack this cold one. And do it. Do it. Get the, uh, get the, get the, the Battle of the Booze champ in there because soon enough it's going to be time for another yes. round of the Battle of the Booze. The 2023 Battle of the Booze will be coming to you uh, some point in March as we kick off the March Madness season and another Battle of the Booze tournament will be making its way and we will see who qualifies for this year's tournament. We could see some some new faces, some new drinks that found their way into the rotation 
over the last year or so. Can can Mickey's hold on to the crown and become a three-time champion, or will we see another repeat of another beverage, or could it be a new kid on the block yeah, this maybe, year? Maybe a boxer. Yeah, you, you never know. We got we got the boxers. We got we got the four loco. Could could that That's, that warhead sneak in? New, you never know. They're going to be newcomers because mm-hmm. they got featured. That's it. That's it. You got the featured beverages in there, so you could see one of the box the boxers in there. It could be a four loco. Uh, you never know. We will we will see who who makes it into this year's bracket. And then who the fans out there vote for because it's it's the people, it's the fans, it's the listeners that get to have their voice heard. Yeah. And get to vote in the in the brackets and in the big tournament to see who will be this year's champion. So I mean I'm looking forward to it. It's always one of the, the funnest times of year. I know a lot of people reach out and always say they'd like to they can't wait for it and like to vote for their favorites. And even if it's stuff that they haven't had. They still like the the sound of it and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I haven't had that Cisco before, but but I I'd, I'd like I'd like to have it." That's unfortunate. That makes me sad. Uh, that some of the heavy hitters on there are people aren't going to get their opportunity to ever know. Yeah, I had somebody asking me today, asking if they knew where they could find the the green apple wild iris rose. I guess they. They saw it after we after you you found it. Yeah, sent one over here, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm like, you just got to go out and search. That that that's it. I mean, this between that and they're asking about the the wild grape as well. The the one that I found. Yeah, I found that and, too the other day. Yeah, and I'm like, like I said, you never know. You you can find it, but uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Before. It's tough. You never know. Yeah. Been coming up short a lot here lately, but uh, one of the spots I've been to several times, um, yeah, they had the grape in there, and I was like, "How did I not ever see this?" <laughs> Were they hiding it? Was it with the? Do they have like the regular wild eye yeah. as well? Yeah, or? yeah, but it was. Uh, I guess where it was right next to the uh, oh, shit the man. Uh, What's that Jewish wine? <laughs> oh, the the Manischewitz. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was right beside yeah, cause it because that's a grape and that's a grape. So they must have been grouping yeah. the grapes, the grape wines together for it. I it guess was, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it was camouflage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just kind of had to do a double take and be like, "Hey, wait, what? What is that? Yeah, oh, that was exactly, a wild grape." You know <laughs> exactly how that happened because I backstepped. I'm like, "Wait." wait. <laughs> Like that looks familiar. I've seen that before, and <laughs> I picked up some more of uh, MD twenty twenty pineapple. That's a big time summer drink for me. Also, you don't get much action out of me this time of year on the Mad Dog. Yeah, yeah. And between that and, and like I said, when I had that at a party last summer, I brought that out, and people were pleasantly surprised with the pineapple and how good that was because that was. I mean now now my house is starting to attract more of this, you know, the bourbons and the the other alcohols because that was when my friend was like, Oh, do you have any uh any like hard stuff to drink? And I'm like, Oh, I got like vodka, uh some rum, and I got 
MD 2020. (laughs) 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 And then it's like, oh, okay, well, what flavor do you have? And I'm like, I'm like, look, in the fridge at that time, I had I had the pineapple and I had the, the orange jubilee. So I I brought both of them out and then started mixing the two together, which was really good. And then they were having it and they were like, you know what? This isn't that bad. I'm like, no, I've been telling you guys for years it's not that bad, but nobody listens to me. Right. Yeah. People carry that stigma with them. I know. Anyways, I (laughs) when I'm at somebody's house, they're gonna hand me anything. I don't care. (laughs) And that's the same with me too. I'm like, I don't care. Whatever, whatever you have, whatever you're drinking, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I, I'm not picky at all when it comes to booze, as people know. It's like, okay, what do you have? All right, yeah, sure, I'll take one. So, you know, what I do for a living, you know what I do. I, I, you know, I drive around in a truck and sell tools, but I also carry koozies on my truck, uh, my brand koozies, and also yours. I usually just give them away for the most part when they do a big purchase or something. But I had a guy ask me if I had koozies to hit, to fit the small cans. And I paused for a second, and I'm thinking, pony boys? You know? And he's like, no, like like White Claws and Mick Ultras. Oh, okay. And I said, no, I just have men koozies. <laughs> 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 and I had a whole truckload of people and they... <laughs> 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 you know how it went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think, yeah. None of them fit the. I have. There was one set of koozies I bought that I did that I stamped in. They were more. Uh, they weren't those size, but they were like the energy, like the um, the Red Bull Red size Bull cans. Size. Yeah, that's what he was naming that. But but those cans are a little bit bigger, like the the Mick Ultra or like the Corona Light cans. Yeah, things like that. Those thin, tall ones—they're still a little bit bigger than your Red Bull cans. So the ones that I had wouldn't fit there because I, I thought at first getting them that they would fit, but it was like a variety pack I got. It had it was one that had the the beer bottle koozies and had some regular koozies and then those smaller ones just to test out and see what would fit what when I was just testing out everything and. Yeah, they they couldn't. They were just a little too small for like the the Michelob Ultra or the Corona Light cans. But they'll fit your your Red Bull. Okay, gonna crack open one of these uh, Yinglings here. Okay, I was debating on Yingling or Boxer. I'm I've I've done so much Boxer. <laughs> I was like, and, and I did and I did have one before when I got home and. I was like, oh, no, I want to do the boxer again. I was like, oh, well, I have some yinglings. All right, I'll, I'll do the yinglings. I got such a kick out of the other day. Saying, I got to power through all this boxer. Yeah. yeah don't worry. You'll you'll get some sent your way, too. To... <laughs> I just think it's amazing that they do 36 packs. That's yeah, I know. 30, 36 packs for for nineteen ninety nine. And, and even right that, and, and that was here, which was I was right. And some people in other states, I don't know, and were like, like, oh, for like around here, it's like fifteen dollars for that. I'm like fifteen dollars for for thirty six pack. <laughs> you're just, so, just giving away the beer. So now that your your uh, ice down Noah's Mill is sat there for a little bit, mm-hmm. 
Is it changing on you, Annie? You feel that uh, emulsion that's going on, you know, that... I, I can definitely see the difference because the, the ice is pretty much almost melted in yeah. there. So it's got that nice... It's nice and cool. And it really, at this point, as I was sipping on it, as the ice was melting and melting, it takes down that burn with it. So yeah. you can you can drink it a lot quicker. And, and that's, I guess, that's a good thing and a bad thing when it comes right. to this because then you start drinking more of it faster but uh it it's, but it, it but it does but it does get rid of the a lot of the flavor with it it's really at this point you don't taste too much of it but but still good i mean i could see this as like a very light iced tea taste to it when it's diluted as if you had a very unsweetened iced tea yeah that that was sitting out for a while, the ice melted in it, and you could taste just a hint of it, but more more of a water taste. And it's an it's got a nice relaxing buzz to it. I've got a little one off of what I have what I've drunk and uh it's just that good end of the you know, it is Friday night here while we're recording. We worked hard all week. It's just nice to chill and just be good. <laughs> and I think that's what it does for me this time of year. Yeah, you kind of do take that. You kind of, depending on how crazy you want to get, you take that, you rotate between a beer or two. Yeah. And just kind of sip. And not, not so much using it as a chaser, but I've been kind of taking a sip of one, taking a sip of the bourbon, taking a sip of the beer, exactly. kind of going back and forth with it. Yeah, exactly. And um, you got to be really careful because it doesn't come on all like, you know, if you drink uh, two tall boys, you know what to expect. Bourbon will sneak up on you and all of a sudden just jump out and bite you. <laughs> right. It's one of those where you, you go to stand up and you're like, oh, shit. What? Yeah. <laughs> what, what I what I do? Yep. And it's just like all of a sudden, oh, man. That was probably one drink too much. Right. It's like, oh, should, I, should I pour that second glass? Uh, I guess I guess not. Yeah, yeah. So, you've been warned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. We're here to yeah. intro everything, try things out, see what well, happens. I, it's, and it's, only, very, it's only the first adventure with it. I feel very privileged to be the one that brought you the introduction to Bourbon Bob. Yep. 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 Bur Bourbon Bob has, has joined the podcast world. Uh, he, he can join uh, a craft craft beer, Bob and, and fine wine, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a fine wine? Bob? Uh, there, there was, there was a while back every, every once in a while he he'll, he'll show up when, when, uh, oh. whenever a friend of mine who likes to push his, his wines on me sometimes when I'm over there, he's like, oh, you got to, you know, try this wine. And he's like, you know, it's not like those bum wines you drank. And I'm like, hey, yeah. all right. <laughs> hey, I mean, you've done canned wine. Yes, yes, and, yes, did canned wine. You gave that good reviews. Um, yeah, canned wine. We've all, we've all had boxed wine. Exactly. Canned wine, boxed wine. Now, 
like I said, even if there hasn't been reviews of them on the podcast or the website, they have been drank yes. in, in passing. So it, it happens. You never know. You never know who might show up here on the podcast. That That's for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we drink. That's, that's what we it. are. <laughs> that's it. That's what we, we, we're here to drink, have a good time, ha- have some fun. Uh, we, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> When, when I mean, it comes to this, for sure. Eight years of podcasting is an amazing feat for as many podcasts that are out there. Um, and for you to stick to it and still be here eight years later, um, that's amazing. Yeah, eight, eight, eight hat, years. Hat yeah. tip to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, eight, eight years. This will be episode number 275. So we are inching uh, closer and closer to episode 300 in the the coming months at some point this year. And we've been kind of kicking around some ideas of what we can do for for the big 300. And we will we will keep you guys posted when that time comes for episode 300. And who knows, maybe you can be a part of it. Join in the fun. We'll see what we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Any suggestion. On a 300 celebration, it will be considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did the we did the 200 ounce uh, challenge for for episode 200. Uh, we we knocked that one out of the park, and with yeah. 300 around the corner, you never know what might happen or who might show up for it. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of good things on tap in the coming weeks here on the podcast as we as we keep the ball rolling have some new new drinks some new features uh the battle of the booze around the corner within the next month or so to to get that bracket to get i gotta get working on that bracket get it out there get people to to get their picks in for it to see who they think's gonna become uh this year's champion yeah behind the scenes i bet that's a lot of work I think everything around here is a lot of work, you know, (laughs) a lot of drinking involved, a lot of work. I mean, there's your plus always the drinking. That's the plus. That's it. That's it. You you drink, you you drink, you write, you talk, you podcast, you, you, you do it all here. But as we took an adventure this week down the, the bourbon road, will we return? Uh, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. We are seeing where where this season takes us, or and see what we what 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 kind of trouble we can get ourselves into in the process. And just you know, just play with that bottle. Find your way of enjoying it. Exactly. I'm gonna go through it every now and then. Pour some out. Give it a try. Relax with it. And then see what happens. But if you're going to mix your bourbon with Coke, buy something cheap. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. When you brought that up in the very beginning, I'm like, I'm not taking this bottle and mixing it with something. If you're going to get something cheap yeah, and mix that, yeah, that. You, know, you can buy a handle of Kentucky Gentleman for like $14. Right. right. Something like that. You mix with that, have a drink with it. Correct. Go all out, but and that's the same thing with, with all the higher end stuff that 
You say, look, if you're mixing drinks, don't use this. Use something on the lower end. Yeah. Don't don't be wasting your money that you spent on a bottle of, of Noah's Mill just to mix it with Coke. Yeah, you can get a fifth of like Jack Daniels around here for like $24. That's, you know, you drink your Jack and Cokes. All right, that's not too awful bad. Now, we're used to on the lower scale, we're buying four locos for $2.50 and getting a righteous buzz off of it or even sometimes lower than that, sometimes just a hair higher. Um, $24 seems kind of high in our realm of drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, it, well, it depends on what you're using it for and how long it's going to last. Yeah. Yes. If I'm spending $24 on a bottle of something and it's going to last me a few yeah. months, then I'll take yeah. it. Like I bought I bought the big jug of of Southern Comfort, you know, mainly because around Christmas I, I was doing the Southern Comfort. I got the Southern Comfort eggnog. That was yeah. because of, of Miss Allison Ray, who joined the podcast, was promoting and, and saying how much she loved that Southern Comfort eggnog with the Southern Comfort with it. So I'm like, all right, I got to try it out. So I, yeah. I did it. I and I was gonna buy the the smaller bottle of of Southern Comfort, but they didn't have any. And it was like, look, okay, for the twenty five bucks or whatever it was, you, you get, get, get the big jug, and yeah. and it will last you a while. So I've been having that and last these times. So with that if it's gonna last you a few months, then it's twenty five bucks well spent. Sure. Totally agree. But we've always stressed on the point of bang for the buck, best of the worst, and cheap booze. But tonight, we have Bourbon Bob. Oh, yeah, there. Because they just whew, finish off that last little bit that was left there. Yeah. That's, there, there it goes. Feel it, feel it flowing through the veins now. <laughs> yeah. Good, 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 good. Just glad to be sitting here and, and uh, drinking with you tonight. It's always a highlight for me. Yeah, it's always always good to have have Roadhouse here with us. The the quote unquote unofficial uh, co host uh, of of the podcast these days. <laughs> always finding his way around here, and, and I know he has a select few people he wants to be on the show with, which we will try to make happen for. For the man here to <laughs> maybe for episode 300 you never know we'll we'll see oh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what we we can do but yes taking a different venture this week into the into the world of bourbon trying out the noah's mills the no, noah's mill genuine bourbon whiskey handmade in the hills of kentucky as we get you guys ready for what's coming up soon. The Battle of the Booze is coming up soon. I have some drinks on tap with my buddies at the Grocery Gamblers. If you saw the post I did kind of recapping my, my Florida trip a few weeks back, I brought back some special goodies that, well, not brought back. I had to ship them back from Florida. because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to take the chance that anything was going to get 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 taken from me. So I had to ship them at the UPS store to myself from <laughs> you got to do what you got to when you're out there searching for booze on vacation in other states, you yeah. have to do what you got to do to get it back to you in one piece. 
So we have that coming up. We're probably going to be taking another trip to the Minhas Brewery for their malt liquor adventure. And and we'll see. Maybe, maybe Roadhouse will be joining us on that adventure as long as I can get him his uh, his care package soon enough to, to see with the our friends that that bring us the, the wonders of boxer beer and their their venture into the the malt liquor world. That's amazing. Yeah, all all the good, the the best of the worst in cheap booze. We have it for you here. Uh, Roadhouse is always always happy to be here, always along for the ride. You got anything else you want to lay out for everybody before we uh, we sign off? No, I, I think I'm good. Um, no, that's it for me, brother. All right, you heard it here. The the man bringing bringing the bourbon this time as as Bourbon Bob makes his first appearance here on the podcast. Hopefully, hopefully he'll come back. Or more, <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, you can follow me at at Bumwine Bob on all your your social media apps. Give 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 Roadhouse a follow on Instagram at Roadhouse seventy one. Be sure to check out the website at bumwinebob.com And until next time, cheers. Cheers. I need a beer.